TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. This is Up for a Chat with Cindy O'Mara, Karen Smith, and Kim Morrison. Here we are, up for a chat about the hottest topics that are important to you, inspiring you to awaken the change within. I'm Karen Smith. I'm Kim Morrison. And I'm Cindy O'Meara. And welcome to today's podcast. (laughs) She's snoring. That's me sleeping. Today's podcast is all about sleep. So I thought I'd kick us off with a little snooze. You know me. I think I'm the world's best sleeper. I'm so good at it. I can sleep standing up, sitting down with my eyes open. I can sleep on a train, a plane, an automobile. The minute I get in a car, I'm out like a light. Lay me down. While she's driving. <laughs> it has been known to happen. Lay me down with a comfy pillow. Oh, my goodness, and I'm anybody's. <laughs> I figure I'm the world's best sleeper. My mum and dad must have taught me really well when I was a kid. They used to put me in the back of the car when I used to scream. They used to put me in the back of the car. Take me for a drive around the block, and my dad said as soon as I'd get home, I'd be out like a light, and I started snoring early. (laughs) (laughs) Movement, movement, that's what she needed. She just needed movement, you know, to get her to sleep, rock her, and some babies need that in in order to sleep, you know? Gosh, I remember being so sleep-deprived. You know, you think it's so romantic having your first baby, (laughs) and you're pregnant, and you go through the whole thing, and it's so exciting. Until that little being arrives and it doesn't sleep the whole night. And often it's awake all night and sleeps during the day or it does things. I'll never forget, Taylor was 10 weeks of age. I was so sleep deprived. Mm. I was a wreck anyway because I'd lost so much blood after delivering her. But um, so my body, I didn't take the the blood transfusion. So it took me a good 14 weeks to get my haemoglobin and all my body back up. So I was exhausted with that as well, let alone the emotional exhaustion. But then I remember she was 10 weeks of age and I was feeding her. I'll never forget Danny at six weeks of age going, oh, my God, she slept through the night. I went, no, honey, you did. (laughs) (laughs) And here I was at 10 weeks of age with her sobbing. So she's chomping away there, having a wonderful feed. Everything's peaceful. The lovely little lights on in the room. I've got the oils going, everything. And I am sobbing. Mm. And Danny comes in and he goes, babe, babe, what's wrong? And I went, I, I don't know. I just, whoever said this time goes quick needs their flipping head red. And he goes, I said, I'm exhausted. And I just never thought the time would go when I'd get a full night's sleep again. Mm. Oh my gosh, being sleep deprived is probably one of the most human torturistic moments you could ever have in your life, wouldn't you say? Yeah, definitely. You know, I was really fortunate. Um, I had a mum who was the oldest of 11, and from the age of 12, she brought the kids up, and then she brought her three up, and then when my first son arrived, she was amazing in teaching me how to um, get him to sleep through the night quite quickly. So I remember that first night home. So in the hospital, I went. I had him in a, um, what do you call it, a, not a hospital, but a 
birthing center. So, you know, they allowed certain things. And one of the things is I had him in the room with me. And I, I basically had him on the breast most of the time. He was born at like one o'clock in the morning. But I had him on the breast most of the time. And I was out of hospital very quickly. And I went straight to my mum. You know, my, my husband was doing um, exams. He was in his fifth year of chiropractic. And he had his final exams the day that Brogan was born. So I basically had to split from him. He had to go and do what he needed to do, much, which must have been really hard for him. And I went to my mum's in Bendigo. And because my mum was such an expert with babies, I remember her saying, right, this is the schedule that we're going to try and keep on. And the most important part of that schedule was to keep my son awake until at least 10 or 10.30 at night. So he would be woken around the 5 or 6 o'clock in the evening. And then mum would play with him. And she'd teach me how to play with him, to keep him awake. And we'd have baths and and then, you know, the whole thing, right up until 10, 10 10.30, then breastfeed then put him into bed and then I went to bed straight away and I remember he woke at two in the morning so I'd had four hours sleep I, I was like in shock <laughs> what what was what is this what what you know I, and I'm like I didn't even know what was happening I was in absolute shock that this thing was waking me at two in the morning and that was my first time I think I'd ever been woken through the night was it two o'clock in the morning by my son? So that was the rudest shock of all. And I said that to mum the next morning. I said, I'm just, I just can't believe that I was working at two in the morning. You know? <laughs> How dare, How dare anything go. Anyway, I, I fed him. And in those days it was lights on, wake up, put him, you know, do everything proper. But then my mum taught me to keep the lights off because lights will change your biochemistry. So anyway, she taught me to keep the lights off, just have a dull light, feed him, don't completely wake yourself and everybody up um, and learn how to do things in a semi-darkness. And then so I breastfed him and he went back to sleep until I think it was six or seven in the morning. And he was soon sleeping through within a very short period of time, I think a week. And that, Wow. And yeah, you know, like I just think our grandparents, <laughs> yeah, look, I've got the finger at me at the moment by Kim. I knew I'd get it. <laughs> but I was taught very, you know, mum, you know, I, don't, I think our grandparents, Mothers used to teach our mothers that used to teach our daughters. And now we're not being taught by our very wise grandparents and our mothers. We're not listening to them. But my mum, she was amazing. So as far as sleep went with my children, it became something that I was able to do. And, and that's, I think, one thing is that you, you said a statistic before, Kim, um, before we started this podcast, or was it you? How much sleep do we have are we deprived because of our children oh it was um between 400 and let me see i've got it right here between 400 and 750 hours of lost sleep for parents in the first year oh see, <laughs> and i really think i, I really think that's no. because of the natural order of things has been taken away like naturally in evolutionary process, we probably would have had our babies sleep right near us, whether with us or just right beside us. So it was a gentle thing to put. Like I remember, mm, by my mm. third child, I would just—I don't wouldn't even wake. I'd just put her on my boob and go back to sleep. You know, if she did wake. 
So I just think we've lost that natural order of things. We think that they should be in another room. They should be somewhere else. And then we've got to get up out of the bed and do things. Now, I'm not advocating anything here. I'm just saying that we have actually lost that natural order of things. We shouldn't be losing 400 hours of sleep in or our 750. first year. Or 750 in our first year. We, sh- we actually, um, if it's, I think, if it's done properly. And the other problem is this, is in that natural order of things from mothers not eating right before they get pregnant, fathers not eating right before they conceive that child, um, antibiotics being given, um, inductions, um, you know, not feeding, breastfeeding. Elected caesareans. Elected caesareans, not having the right antibiotics in the gut and therefore the baby's upset all the time and screaming all the time because they're uncomfortable. Like a child will not scream unless there's something wrong. Mm. You know, if they're content and they're fed and they're they're sleeping, they have it made. And for a child to be so upset and they're not having their first year of life with sleep, babies must sleep. It is so important. So I had chiropractic care. You know, I had a husband that was a chiropractor. So I, I remember... One one night, I just could not settle Brogan, and he was just a young baby. He was probably within that first six months of life, and I couldn't settle him. And I, I worked Howard up, and I just said, I cannot settle him. No matter what I do, I cannot cannot settle him. So I said, well, you just check him and make sure that, you know, his spine's in alignment and everything's right. And, and some people might be freaking right now mm. because they have not, had nothing to do with chiropractic, but they were my lifesavers. And Howard noticed that he had a little bit of... Um, where the esophagus and the stomach had had jammed. And all Howard did was get his little stomach and just do a little flick on his stomach at the esophageal junction, do a little flick. I swear, within seconds, my son just went clunk, asleep. Oh, my God. Absolutely asleep. Actually, I've got to tell you this story because this is quite amazing. So we travelled around Australia for two years um, with our children. They were six, nine and... Uh, 11 when we left and as we traveled we met other families and we met this amazing family from Ballarat who were traveling around Australia now we had a big bus with three children they had a Jayco which was a pull out you know type of thing with not a lot of room and they had five children and the youngest was six months and we became really good friends with them and I, I just remember um one night we were all talking and they said that they're just not, none of them are getting any sleep because the, the six-month-old, five, six-month-old just wasn't sleeping. So Howard being who he is as a chiropractor, and this man was a vet, by the way, so he was very mm. medically trained as opposed to chiropractically trained. Howard said to him, I'll tell you what, um, why don't you let me look at your child and let's, let's just see what's happening. And he did exactly the same adjustment as he did to Brogan, you know, all those years ago with just a little flick of the stomach. He just flicked it a little bit and pulled the esophagus out of the stomach because when the esophagus and the stomach are jammed, um, acid, it's like an acid reflux and it's painful. So he, he just did that little adjustment and then everybody went to their beds and the next morning the father comes over to us and he just said... I had the worst night's sleep I have ever had in my life. I thought you'd killed my child because he did not wake all night. (laughs) I had to keep waking to see if the child was dead. And they have followed us around Australia. They now live around here, uh, around the Sunshine Coast, and they are chiropractic advocates. Oh, bless. Because all it was was he was just a little bit upset, you know, and, and... I just feel that when I see these shows like Catalyst a couple of weeks ago where 
they were saying that we're dangerous, chiropractors are dangerous adjusting children. I just go, you guys are missing out. You guys are really missing out if you have not experienced um, the gentle, gentle um, realignment that chiropractors do for a baby. You know, I've seen babies that are not reaching their milestones and they go to a chiropractor that might do SOT or craniopathy and watch babies' skull shapes change and everything start to change. They sleep better, you sleep better, you're better, and mm. we all, we're all happy. Mm. Now, Kimmy, if you'd had somebody like that in with that, what happened? Well, the thing is I was actually seeing an osteopath, a cranial osteopath, oh. um, who was fantastic and did help Taylor. Taylor is, is a baby that really, she just didn't want to miss out. She was a bit like me. <laughs> we were kind of, we're a little bit, probably more highly strung than others, but just mm. loved being awake. Love, and I love being awake. Sleep to me is a waste of time. I just, I just cannot wait to get up. I just love getting up. Let, let's talk about that sleep being a waste of time. <laughs> it's, just, it's not obviously, but, but it's but... an attitude people have. I'll mm. sleep when I'm dead. Well, the more you sleep, the longer you will live. That, that, that's an actual. Don't say that. It is, Kimmy. It is a fact. The longer you sleep, the longer you will live. So you can choose not to sleep now and die early because of... of, Yeah, and and you're absolutely right. I'm going to live to 100. Yeah, I was going to say, jeepers. Maybe 150. Um, (laughs) You're absolutely right. What I'm I'm probably more alert, because I do love my sleep, and Mm. I absolutely love getting into... There's nothing nicer. Last night I changed (laughs) the sheets. They'd been out on the line all day. And they had that sunshine all over them. And I put the beautiful cotton sheets back on my bed. And I always put drops of lavender into my bed whenever I change the sheets. And I got into this crisp, clean linen and just snuggled there with my light feather duvet. And I honestly, I was in here. And talk about fall asleep. This is the thing for me. I can fall asleep like that. I, I go off to sleep very easily. What is a disturbance for me is if I wake or if I hear a noise or if I... If I come out of my sleep and take myself out of it too quickly, like for getting up and going to the toilet or something, my struggle is getting back to sleep. Mm. So Because once my brain is switched on, I kind of start going, must do this, got to get into that, must get into that today, oh, I must remember that. Like It's not that I'm lying there hating life. I'm not lying there getting upset. I'm actually really excited to get up. I can't wait to get up. And I've been known, and people that know me know that I send emails at 4 o'clock in the morning, and I just get into the day. The problem with me is if I do not get into bed by 9.30 or 10 o'clock, that's when I start finding I'll get sick or my immune system. But I do tend to operate well on six to seven hours. I don't tend to have to have full eight to ten hours sleep a night. Every now and again I'll have a biggie, but it's not often I'll ever go beyond eight hours, definitely never beyond eight hours sleep. So, yeah, yeah, I am right. And I'm always saying that to my husband, oh, you can sleep when you're dead, because he always has to have these nana naps, and it does my head in. I just think, why do you have to sleep? But maybe it's the right thing. Maybe I need to take... (laughs) Maybe I need to to join him. Maybe I need to shut the front door and actually start taking a leaf out of his book. But... You, if you read T.S. Wiley's work, and mm-hmm. I love T.S. Wiley on, on Lights Out, which is a like a biochemical book on, on sleeping, mm-hmm. she actually believes that nana naps are not the best thing for a full, good night's sleep. 
So if you really want a good night's sleep, she says, don't do your nana naps. Oh, you know, Danny does nana naps and good night's sleep. Yeah. He gets on a plane <laughs> and can just fall. He just, I'm I try and race I try and race you all to sleep and I never get there. And I get into bed with Danny and I'll lie there and I'll think, I'm so going to beat him to sleep tonight. I'm just so relaxed. I'm listening and I lie there and the next time I can hear him, you know, that breathing changes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I go, and then I poke him. Are you, oh, are you are mean. Maybe are you asleep? No. No, okay, great. And then I'll lie there and I'll try and get to sleep. And if I hear him, I'll, go, I'll tap him again. Or I just move because then he wakes up as I move. I'm such a tut. Oh, yeah. Oh, so you're tired. like Howard. Yeah, Howard. Like yeah, my Howard's husband, a shocker. he's a terrible oh, sleeper. Man, he's... And he's always been a terrible sleeper. So let's go back to his history. Mm. He was a policeman mm. for nine years and then a bodyguard for two years. Mm. So he was constantly on shift work for nearly 11 years of his life. Was it the shift work that got him into that bad habit uh, or, or is it other things that he needs to look at? Because we've been talking about it because he says, I'm just not sleeping. And I went, well, perhaps give up the alcohol every night. Mm. Perhaps you need to really, really be, because he's a celiac, don't, you know, don't go for the wheat or the, or the things that cause it. And, and the other thing I've noticed about him lately is he, he's really becoming sugary. Like I'll make something and he'll, he says he doesn't, but Tanya says she doesn't. So I don't know who is eating it. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, I didn't do it. He did it. I didn't do it. Well, who's dad? Yeah, it was dad. I don't know who's doing it, but someone is eating more sweets. Maybe he's sleepwalking. (laughs) Yeah. Isn't that interesting, too? We met a lady on the retreat. Yeah, we did. Last weekend. Oh, that was so interesting. Who says that her husband fears for her when she falls asleep because she gets aggressive and she gets really angry and she walks around in the middle of the night. And I've seen things on TV with this where people that have real sleep issues end up, you know, waking and becoming violent and aggressive. And I've never, I've not known anyone well, to do that except that lady last weekend that came up to us and told us. Well, she said on her honeymoon that, um, you know, she was all happy when she woke up and he was really upset because it was the first time they'd been together at night. And Bummer. She, yeah, she was really. She said she, she didn't doesn't remember what she did, but apparently she was quite abusive to him, and and he um, he was in shock, and she was happy, and she said, "What's wrong?" And so he was able to tell her what she said and what he, she did, you know. So yeah, it's been. You, you, there are people that are like that, and it was funny. We, I was talking to her, and and um, you know what we're looking at her food. You know, we're looking at meditation, we're looking at everything, but one of the things I said to her, um, and I, and this is what I believe, is that there's something that maybe had been in a past life that she needs to deal with. You know, like when you look at Dr. Um, Brian Weiss's work, he, he's a psychiatrist and he says sometimes we don't even know why we do things, but if we go to a past life, we realize that something had happened and once you you don't even have to do anything with it you just have to experience that part that created this in this life now people might think oh come on Cindy you you know you're full of it but this is what he believes and it's an option it is an option I was speaking to Dr Mark Possels the other day and he talked yes I did notice you went to breakfast with the Possels yes quite nice actually yes me Mm. and um, to talk to you about this mm, yes we will Mm. anyway some of us have got friends (laughs) in high places Um, Friends in high places. Anyway, we were talking about, and he was talking about, because we were talking a lot about personalities and behaviours and temperaments, mm. and he was saying and suggesting that it's it's a known fact that we carry through seven generations of genetic material 
and genetic behaviours mm. and genetic information mm. at least seven generations. So it could be two or three generations ago you had an insomniac father or grandfather or great-grandfather and that genetic material has come down and been transported by the time the cells are separated, you've actually transported that part or attained that part of that genetic material. I thought it was really interesting because he was also talking about alcoholism and, and we had another previous thing on addictions. And you've got to look at the whole realm of, you do, of things. Yeah. You do, you've got to look at the, the I'm just I'm just looking at here on um, I just Googled sleepwalking and mental disorders. Google. <laughs> Google. But it actually it actually does say that um, genetically a person can be predisposed to sleepwalking and there's no um, there's no real known cause for it. But what they do, what they have been able to prove is that it's more likely, it's 10 times more likely to occur, sleepwalking is 10 times more likely to occur in somebody if they've had close relatives known to sleepwalk, to sleepwalk in the past. Mm. Which is really interesting, isn't it? Yeah, and, and just going back to what Kim said about that genetic material, they often say within your cells is the intelligence um, mm. of all that's passed in yeah, our genetic material. Because you think we come from Adam and Eve if you were a Christian, you know. We, yeah. we came from, and how long ago was that? And how many people has it been through and then got to us? Mm. So there is that, um, they do say that, that that knowledge from past is here with us. Mm-hmm. And we often say that, you know, we often say we're professional reminders. You actually know all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, intuitively, intellectually, we, we actually know this stuff. We, we just like to be professional reminders, as we have professional reminders. You know, we're always listening in, um, to people. But I actually believe that sleep is, um, is a good indicator of, number one, your health. Number two, it's a, it's a good whisper if you're not sleeping or a scream if you're really yeah. not sleeping badly. Yeah. And you have to start to go, well, what are the things that I need to improve in my life in order to do this? And I remember when I think... Before I went on the four-phase fat elimination protocol, um, a couple of years before I started to get wake about three or four in the morning with anxiety, just wake up and and just get anxious about nothing that in the morning I used to think, what was that about? And the way I coped with that was that I started to meditate. So I would at three or four in the morning, a minute I started to get anxious about life and future and fear things and stuff like that. I would put my earphones on. I got a meditation tape and I would put my earphones on and it would calm me down enough to get me back to sleep. It wasn't until I did the protocol that I realized it was the food I was eating. Right. Because I figured that out through mm. the education of the protocol. I figured it was the food I was eating that was causing the problem. Now I don't have it at all. I don't, I don't no, wake you up don't, with it at all. And it's fair to say, Cindy would be one of the few people I've ever known in my life that has fallen asleep during a yoga pose. <laughs> Not Shavasana, not Shavasana, when we actually close our eyes and meditate at the end. No, most people can go into a little state of relaxation there, but no, in the middle of a pose, it fell asleep. <laughs> I think it was Downward Dog, was it? Was it Downward Dog? I fell asleep. Child's pose. Child's pose, was it? Oh, oh my goodness, how, how hilarious. Yeah, no. And then Anne, this one can get on a plane, and Danny, same thing, and you're obviously oh, the same. absolutely. Can just sit there, and all of a sudden you'll be looking, looking, gone. Yeah, and I'm like, wow, that's, that's I have art. a ritual, Kim. I, I have a ritual. And it's really important. Like, you talk about rituals all the time, and I learnt this from you, actually. <laughs> she's looking the other way because she's obviously not doing her ritual to fall asleep on a plane. <laughs> well, this just, you know, the minute I get on a plane, it's the time when no one is at me, yeah. and I can watch a movie <laughs> uninterrupted, and I can do my emails, and I can... Discipline, darling, discipline. 
Yeah, you but yeah, see, you rate sleep. I don't rate it. I mean, I know I should. Yeah. And okay, everybody, it's pick on Kim podcast time. So, <laughs> so for those of you out there that don't rate sleep either, but the one thing that got me, and this is hilarious, when I was writing one of our books, Fleur and I were writing and researching about sleep, and she was doing it from a beauty perspective. And if you don't get enough sleep, you don't release enough DHEA, and which is a And that's why my hormone. skin looks like it does. And that's why I look like I do. Um, <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> I think you're being very unfair. <laughs> very unfair to yourself. Oh, I think you say, yes. what, Karen looks a lot worse than she's making it? <laughs> That's exactly what I thought. I went, yeah, okay, fair call. <laughs> but, um, but it was hilarious. And so we were reading, and we are actually researching about EMFs, electromagnetic fields, and how much that interrupts your sleep. Now, that's an interesting thing, because I always have my phone next to me charging at night for the alarm the next day. Not that I ever need an alarm, but anyway. Um, <laughs> so excuse It was just reason. I've started switching my phone off yeah. and mm. not having, and I don't have any, I don't have wireless things around me. And I was listening to a podcast just recently on the, and Nicole talked about it at the Wellness Summit, is that wireless things are actually a real huge interrupter. Um, you should not have anything wireless backing. If you've got your wireless system set up and it backs onto it, you know, the wall is there and it's a bedroom, don't think that the wall is stopping any electromagnetic radiation, particularly for babies. So if you've got a wireless set up in the house and the baby's room is on the other side of your office or wherever you've got it, you need to make sure that child is at least three metres. You've got to be three metres away from any sort of electromagnetic um, set up in the house. Well, we were doing the same thing. We were researching all of this about mobile phones and computers and all that sort of thing. And the more she was giving me the information about it, the more I started freaking out. I got really anxious when I got into bed, realizing that I'm not getting enough sleep. Then I couldn't sleep. And it was this hideous <laughs> oh, thing. No. It was just this big thing. And in the middle of the night, I woke up, she woke up. We both went out into the lounge and she was going, and she's a really good sleeper. And I went, can you sense? She goes, no. I went, I'm freaking out. I'm not getting enough sleep. <laughs> That's and hilarious. so we did this whole bit. We were just so wound up oh. about it. It's so funny, which is true. Anxiety is a hideous yeah. sleep well, inhibitor. Stress. And, and oh. stress. Like, stress is one of the number one causes why people don't sleep. And stress is caused either through the body being under stress from food or the mind mm. being under stress from, you know, whatever we're thinking about that's the number one. And you think that having alcohol, you know, people that drink alcohol at night, it do, you probably go to sleep really easily, but if you are someone, you, you wake actually early, and yeah, that's yeah, a yeah. real inhibitor to sleeping. So alcohol might be seen as the thing to help you sleep and relax and unwind, but in fact, it's anything but that. It'll wake you early and it'll, it'll make you feel... Put the body under stress. I, exactly. Yeah. I, I um, figured this out many years ago. If I drank wine... Uh, and it could only be one glass, I will fall asleep at the table. Mm. It just puts mm. me to sleep. And then if I go to bed, it will. I, I will sleep for a little while, but then it'll wake me. Mm. Mm. It, it, it's, you're right. It, it puts me to sleep, but then I wake. Mm. So I've learnt, I learnt very early on not to drink wine or champagne. And, and Kim won't give me champagne anymore. You know that. No, but I waste it. Because I mean, she gives me $100. <laughs> number Why one, yeah, she'll give me a $100 bottle and she'll give me a glass and I'll taste it and mm. I'll go, can we put one of those little red things in there to make it taste a little bit better? I can't stand the taste of it. It doesn't matter what. You might as well give me $5 stuff because I can't stand it. <laughs> then it puts me to sleep. So what's the point? Well, if um, we want to shut her up, it's, it's, it's brilliant. <laughs> I swear to you, it's brilliant. You have to hold her nose and force it down, though. <laughs> she just, she just, it's just not worth giving me because well, it just affects me that way. And I've learned. 
you know, a lot of people don't bloody learn, mm. you know, and, and this is the thing is that, is that they don't learn, they don't figure it out. And so we know that when we're sleeping, sleep is the time of repair, rebuilding, it is absolutely necessary. You just said though, before we started the podcast, how long did that person go before they, that yeah. was the real record? Yeah, I know, this is great. It was 18 days, wasn't it's it? Uh, the record for the longest period without sleep is 18 days, 21 hours and 40 minutes during a rocking chair marathon. The record holder reported hallucinations, paranoia, blurred vision, slurred speech and memory and concentration lapses. Oh, okay, let's all do it. Yeah. <laughs> so, see, here's the thing. See, I've got the gift. I can sleep with my eyes open. And this is what... <laughs> This is, this is what the next piece says. It says it's impossible to tell if someone is really awake without close medical supervision because people can take cat naps with their eyes open without even being aware of it. And I do. I sleep with my eyes open. I know I do. <laughs> and I'm getting tired just doing this podcast. <laughs> Would you like to go take a, take a nap and come on, I'll finish no, no, off for no, no, you. No, 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 I don't, don't tell her to go and take it. She already has. <laughs> she just admitted. She's got her eyes open and I, she's got I can actually tell I you when you're... I, I know when you zone out. Yeah. I've actually got it all. And then she tries to yawn without yawning and you yeah. see this... Hey, do you know what I learned about yawning? That if somebody you know yawns, it'll make you yawn. But if someone yawns that you don't know, it doesn't make you yawn. Oh, really? that's not true. I've yawned when I've seen other people yawn, and I don't know them. I oh, can't. Wow. But it goes that yeah, sorry. And if my, if my dogs yawn, I yeah, yawn. I'll yawn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you know them. Now that we're talking about yawning, I want to yawn again. <laughs> Um, so we know sleep's really important for building, repairing, and all those sorts of important things. Oh my gosh, she really <laughs> she's is just yawning. taking a nap. <laughs> so so you get your pillow and your fluffy slippers. Oh no, she's got her fluffy slippers I've got on. My fluffy slippers. Now I said to these girls before the podcast, do we need to explain the REM, the theta, beta, alpha states that we all go into? Creta, data, brother. And we all decided that really at the end of the day, you guys probably aren't overly interested in wanting to know all the stages of sleep. But what we do need to know is. If you are sleeping, great, how to celebrate that and why it's good for us. But more importantly, for those of us that don't sleep well or get enough sleep, what are some of the things that... God, I'm here. I'm, I'm talking to two people that just go to sleep and close their eyes. I know. So. I've got a trick. I've got a trick. I've got a trick. <laughs> there was, and there was a scientific study that was conducted, and I found it incredibly interesting until I fell asleep. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Must have been by Eckhart but, oh, oh, he's, he's the best to put you pop him on oh, out of there. Boy, you're going in a minute. <laughs> yeah, except I was listening to him once driving. That's not a good yeah, one. Not one piece cool. of no, advice, no, no, do no. not listen Don't to Eckhart Tolle driving. I love his stuff. Yeah, he's he's serious. serious. He's great. His voice is fabulously sleeping. No, but there's a trick. See, if you're tired, you have a power nap, and a power nap can't go for more than 20 minutes. Because if you do go, if you do sleep for more than 20 minutes, you enter into the REM state, which is the rapid eye movement state. Now, once the body actually enters into the rapid eye movement state, we're in a deeper state of sleep, which is harder to recover from. Oh. So if you have, if you're tired, and Danny wants a cat nap, like I have a cat nap, but I make sure that I, I wake up now after 20 minutes. Yeah. I don't go longer. He only than needs 20 minutes. But sometimes, like if I if I put my head down to have a sleep, I'll sleep for three or four hours if I'm let go. Like if nobody wakes me up, I'll sleep for three or four hours. And then I'll have a fabulous night's sleep as well. But, oh, my God. Are you um, serious? Yeah. I'm if a, I did that, I would not baby. sleep at night. I'm a big baby. But the, you said it. <laughs> just that. Um, 
Yeah, but the, the trick is to only sleep for 20 minutes and that's enough to refresh the body without dulling the body by going into the REM sleep. Mm. Yeah, but that's, yeah. Um, well, that's the same thing can be said for transcendental meditation where they totally. talk about 20-minute meditation twice a day totally. is the equivalent of having a really good power nap. Mm. Um, and they talk about taking the body, the brain activity right down into a state of... Um, is it theta? Theta. theta? It's theta. Meditation theta. is theta state. Yeah. yeah. But it's not sleep. It's the transition between sleep and awake. Yeah. So... That's kind of like that 20-minute sleep. It's like a power nap. Mm. And then you can still go to bed at night and sleep like a baby yeah. all night because you haven't actually... better. Well, you haven't actually gone because into the REM state. You brought this yeah. up before, Karen, that a part of, I guess, sleep or meditation is to actually... And not fight the thoughts that come into your head mm. and your things. Is, is that actually part of the clearing, isn't it? So that... Yeah, it's part of the stress relief. Mm. So even if you just lay there for 20 minutes it's part of the the clearing it's getting rid of the thoughts it's getting rid of the stress and the body the body's inclination is to um is to release stress whereas the mind's inclination is to rest Mm. so the mind wants to rest but the body wants activity so that's the challenge that's the combination between the two um that that 20 minutes actually allows you to reach because the body's kicking off the stress Mm. and the mind is resting. Now, this is interesting. From the brain physiology point of view, and we've talked about the personalities, so you are what we call a powerful precise, right? So you're very left-brain orientated, which means you've also got frontal and basal. Now, the frontal part of our brain, which is very much me and Cindy, actually, we operate, we crave and look for dopamine fixes. So often it's activity-related. And and Mm. Cindy will get that through walking. We'll do it. She loves horse riding, skiing, like... I love running. I love being out. I was going to say swimming. So I don't like swimming. Um, I, I like swimming. Yeah, I know we you do. That one um, <laughs> I don't like my hair getting wet. Anyway, um, <laughs> I just flipped into princess mode then. Um, do we factor in the brat factor? <laughs> <laughs> uh, interestingly enough, the frontal part, so those of us that operate out of the frontal part of our brain, so the, the, the sanguine and the cholerics so are the playful, powerful, are dopamine related. We definitely like those fixes. Those in the basal part of the brain, so the peacefuls and the precise, or the melancholic phlegmatics, they crave acetylcholine, which is our meditative... Co- it is the, the hormone that's released when we calm and go into sleep mode and meditate. And I was re- looking at that and I was thinking, oh my gosh, my husband is a precise, peaceful. So he actually is ma- he is driven by acetylcholine. I'm driven by dopamine. So that's why he can handle his naps and, in fact, needs his naps. He, he actually he, he physically requires these naps in order to operate better, and he still sleeps well at night. So I'm just interested in that from your point of view, mm. where you actually a bit of frontal and basal, where you actually probably really do do well, but you also sleep really well. So you're probably someone who really fixes herself with her knowledge and information and really, wouldn't say wears the brain out, but totally goes into it. No, I do wear the brain out. Let's, <laughs> just, it. Let's just say it. Let's just say it. There is a party going on in there 24-7. <laughs> Until it sleeps. And then oh, you yeah. get the recharge, yeah. which enables you to keep doing it. So that, that actually... And, it probably for those of us that are frontal brain orientated really do need to focus a little bit more on meditation, on the importance of sleep. And I can probably do the whole podcast myself now, um, speaking about things on well, the things oh, that have we have a little sleep. nap. I could easy. Okay. 
<laughs> but I just thought I'd be like, I, I wondered if you'd be interested in hearing some of the things that I do to help myself sleep because I do understand it's important. I think it's a great idea. Um, and I have been known to be up in the middle of the night, three o'clock in the morning, if, because three o'clock is too early for me to wake up. I know that. And if I don't immediately go back to sleep, either with a, a meditation or even putting something in my ears to help me go into that, then I get up and I'll run a bath. And I know that probably sounds really bizarre, but I know that a bath with magnesium salt and my instant calm blend or lavender, I will get out of that bath 10 minutes, 5, 10 minutes, that's all I need, 5 or 10 minutes out of a hot bath, I'll get back into bed and I sleep like a little baby. So my suggestion to a lot of people who aren't sleeping, rather than lying there getting upset that you're not sleeping and Karen looks really sleepy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, she knows she's out of this now. So she, you know, like she's out of this right now because she's just said, I'll do the whole podcast. So she's gone, I I can turn off. She was was still in the bath. Was she? I was in the bath. (laughs) (laughs) Do I look really sleepy? Oh, she had that She's looking at her computer at the moment, not a mirror. We don't have a mirror in here. We have no idea what we look like. I look shocking. You don't. You look oh, beautiful. I look, so I look sleepy. Um, anyway, you do so look sleepy, I must. You've got dre- very dreamy eyes. <laughs> so, so for me, rather Sorry, than lying there getting worked up about the fact, because I am a type yeah. to not to get upset because she's not sleeping because I know how important it is. Yeah. That's I, Howie. He yeah. gets upset because he's not sleeping. So I'll get up and do something practical. I will get up and run a bath or do an inhalation with Instant Calm, which mm. has got really beautiful oils. And so I'll just run my little bowl of water in the, in the sink in the bathroom, three drops of Instant Calm. I'll put the towel over my head and I'll breathe. Danny's been known to come into the bathroom to go to the toilet because he can hear me. And there I am looking like a, a ghost with a towel over it. In the nude? Uh, often, That's even scarier? Well, often, <laughs> yes. That, can, that has been said to help sleep too, just saying. <laughs> Um, <laughs> one does sleep better when one has done one thing like that. Anyway, moving on. Um, <laughs> it's impossible, it. isn't it? Impossible to go through podcasts without it. Not it's not mentioned in addictions. In, in podcasts? Oh, you're right. Oh, you, you didn't. didn't. Oh, my gosh. You mentioned sexual addiction, but I did not. Oh. Aha. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Yes, good point. Yes. Good point. Touche, love. Well done. <laughs> podcast without poop and shagging <laughs> but now but now on to this one <laughs> anyway continue so danny's come into the room while you're doing your well i just mentioned that he sometimes I... wakes up i'm going to go in right, right. okay. okay 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 so, <laughs> so and i tell you a beautiful little thing that i do as a ritual at night is if you are someone who doesn't sleep well sit the room for sleep do not have a computer on or look at your podcast, uh, not podcast, your iTunes or not iTunes. Emails. Emails, emails or, or Facebook, Facebook or Twitter or, any or anything like Do that. Do not have a screen mm. on. And you talk about that mm. a lot with the light factor in our mm. brain, the circadian rhythms. So that's one thing. But I set my room up at least half an hour before sleep where I put my vaporizer on, the lights are low, often just with the candle. Um, and I will put instant calm or even lavender and Roman chamomile is a beautiful combination of oils. Then when you enter the room, you've now got the smell and it's beautiful and the room's calm. So do not have TV on at night before you go to sleep. All those sorts of things if you have one in your room. They're all, I know, inhibitors of sleep. So for me personally, the way to do it is to set my room up. I have lavender on my sheets. I'll do a body boost even an hour before bed with instant calm, all the calming oils, or I'll have a hot shower or a nice hot bath, warm to hot bath, because those things really support sleep for me. The other thing that's been working a treat, and I cannot explain the science in this, and you two might be able to help me on this, but I was told by a magnesium expert 
If you spray magnesium onto the soles of your feet and the lower limbs, not the upper part of the body, but on the lower limbs, it helps sleep. And so I tried to test that, and he was bloody right. Now, I don't know whether that was psychological as he'd said that, and it worked for me, but magnesium... Yes, it works, it works. It worked, and that's yeah, what I figured. Yeah. I didn't need to if explain the science. Yeah, exactly. It just it, helped Placebo sleep. or not, if it's working, go for it. Yeah. Which then alluded me to the fact of putting magnesium salts in my bath at night, which also is a wonderful um, relaxant. A mu- magnesium is a muscle relaxant, and a lot of us, if we are stress-related or we have neck and shoulder tension or headaches, magnesium can be a fantastic um, muscle relaxant, therefore help us sleep better. Massage, regular massage is also something for me that I think is really critical. I think it's critical full stop whether you sleep or not. I think it's a wonderful rejuvenator for the body. But at least a once a month massage using oils and making sure that you, because as you said, Karen, at the beginning, stress is obviously a, a real big part of people not sleeping well. Then massage, regular massage therapy is something that could be a very, very important part for you if you're not a good sleeper chiropractic care I know when mm. I'm not sleeping well I can't believe how if he's not sleeping well he's not going to go and see a chiropractor because mm. he's the one person that said to me if you're not sleeping well come for an adjustment well I, that's my that's almost my little trigger yeah. is if I, I'm not sleeping uh, especially more than one night like one night it might be something that I've eaten like I I, um, I had kombucha the other night at 8 o'clock at night and I didn't get to bed till 3 o'clock that was the only thing that I did differently is that an exercise is that a bedroom thing is it, what is it oh it's a drink it's right. a mushroom fermented mushroom drink right. I bought some of that yesterday yeah and I couldn't sleep that night and then the next night I was fine so I assumed it was the kombucha that you know so, but if I have a couple you of nights... You said in another podcast, though, that mushrooms have sugar in them, a type of sugar, don't you? Yeah, well, I, I, yes, they have a sugar, but not a, um, not glucose. glucose or something like that. And it may not have been the sugar. There could have been mm. something that the mushroom produces because one of the things with kombucha um, is it, it is it energizer. Mm. But I, I didn't think of it as a caffeine, a caffeinated one, but I just... Because caffeine does that to me. I can't mm. sleep if I have caffeine. Um, but, I, yeah, I don't know, but... I'm with you. Chiropractic care, that's my trigger. If I haven't slept a couple of nights well, I'll go and get an adjustment immediately because I know something's wrong and immediately, you know, the next night I'm out like a light and I sleep like yeah, you do, yeah. like 10 hours. I could easily sleep after an adjustment if I haven't been sleeping. So, yeah, good point. Chiropractic yeah. care is really good. Well, another thing a naturopath said to me at one point, I was going through a lot of stress at the time and he muscle tested me and he just said, Kim, your adrenals are exhausted and if you do not address your sleep you're actually going to get quite you'll you'll get sick because your immune system's now under threat as well so I ended up getting a homeopathic adrenal um, preparation and that really helped me there's certain teas relaxing teas that are beautiful chamomile is one is peppermint one it's more of a stimulant, stimulant, but it is a digestive aid yeah so I'll use it as a digestive aid if I've had something like last night or a couple of weeks ago, you know, if I've had sugar or if, I, if I've had a bit of ice cream or something sweet, I will ha- always have a peppermint tea to help digest that because yeah. my system goes into overdrive, which can occur in sleep. I might fall asleep quickly, but I'll always wake. If I'm not eating well or alcohol-related, mm. I will wake too early. You know, I've been making a tea, um, lemongrass, ginger and licorice, every night. For, to Howard, won't, Howard has had it a couple of times, but Tania and I have been drinking it. Uh, and I don't know if it helps in any way, but I just know it seems to calm, you know, as the whole household down. Mm. So I just... It's probably a nerve tonic too, you know. Yeah, it's a wonderful nerve tonic. Yeah. And when you can calm the nerves... 
it's such a powerful thing to do to help you sleep. Mm. And, you know, and from the oils point of view, I think they're the most powerful thing when it comes to addressing things like sleep. Do you know one lady, a friend of ours, we both know her, she first started using Instant Calm and, and, she, um, and she rang me and she goes to me, oh my gosh, Kim, I have to tell you, I have been on medication. I've been on medication for years for heart palpitations and insomnia. And I've been using your Instant Calm and, and I can tell you honestly, I have slept better than I've ever slept. She oh now, she God. orders Instant Calm like on a regular basis. <laughs> but I went, like I know how powerful they are, but to mm. get information like that is phenomenal to think that an oil can replace a drug and can support heart palpitations. Now, I'm not suggesting this for a minute that you take this on and that it is the absolute be all and end. If it doesn't work, what's the problem? But for her to use Instant Calm in a bath in the evening and then to use it on her body in a body boost, she just found her whole being completely changed and she got off the drugs. And I, you know, as far as getting off the drugs, that's the best, you know, that's the best thing because the, the worst thing you can do is get addicted to these drugs to get you asleep and then you can't wake up so you, you might need another medication to wake you up. So if we can stay away from them, sometimes they're needed, mm. you know, especially people that are in a really bad w- way, they may need it before they start to change their lifestyle in order to sleep better. But, you know, I carry every, um, I travel a lot and I carry my, two favorite oils which are energy and vitality to pick me up and then I travel with instant calm and I have rituals especially when I do time changes which I feel are really really important and so when I get on a plane Kim just so this might help you is that I can always watch a movie another time Mm. and that's why I look at it because if I'm speaking in another time zone the very next day after flying I need to be alert I need to be doing what I'm you know need to be doing so my little ritual is that I I figure out what time it is where I'm going a couple of days before and I either change my time of when I go to bed or when I wake up so that I'm starting to get into that time zone then when I get on the plane I know exactly what time it is where I'm my destination is so I, I figure out, should I sleep now or should I sleep in six hours, depending on the, the flight? It could be a 12-hour flight, so what do I have to do? So that's the first thing I figure out. I only take my own food because I, that's, that food on the plane is so full of additives, preserves, and flavorings, I just think no. So then I use your instant calm. I put a drop on my palm and I actually breathe it in and just kind of put it around my facial area and my hair and just in there. Then I've got my usual jacket. I know you guys probably already heard this, but I've got my usual jacket that comes over my head and my eyes. I cross my arms, I cross my legs, and I put Eckhart Tolle on. (laughs) (laughs) Boom, I'm gone. I've had ladies beside me where I've slept eight hours just like this. You know, I look like a dead dead person with my arms crossed, my legs crossed, <laughs> yeah. my thing over. And they'll just go, how did you do that? You know, and it's, it's rituals. And you taught me, Kimmy, that how important these rituals are when we're trying to do something. Then when I get there... I want energy and vitality, don't I? So the hat comes off, Eckhart Tolle comes out. <laughs> and then comes up for a chat podcast. <laughs> Gets up for a chat and I put my energy on and I may have some food or I, I'll try and work it in there. But, you know, but you, you've just made a point though, and, and I think this is what I've, I've just had a big aha for me, is 
I don't put importance on sleep. That's the problem. Yeah. That's why. So I'm, it's not that I'm freaking out. I'm not sleeping. I just don't put as much importance onto it. Whereas we know, Cindy, when you don't get enough sleep, you are revolting. No. <laughs> <laughs> don't you love how she pointed that one? Yeah. Because no. yeah, yeah, yeah. no. as far as she's concerned, I've already gone to sleep. Yes. Yes. <laughs> She just like, keeps laughing at you. Yeah, she's just, just like, like well, she, her eyes are open. Just so that our listeners know, Kim's been giving me the bird. She's been laughing at me. She's been turning her head away from me because she thinks I look like I'm half asleep and I'm just listening. I am asleep with my eyes open, but I'm just listening. She's listening. <laughs> no, she's got her arms crossed, her legs crossed. Yeah, you're she's both, got her you're both in on. sleep position. You're both sitting in sleep position. It's insane. And anyway, what I'm the aha I just got then is yes. I don't place the same importance on, and I I need to I, I really need to yeah. so keep telling me off and tell me what else I, I need will, to do. I will. Well, let's have a look at it on an evolutionary perspective because evolutionary wise, because I always do this when I'm puzzled about something. I think well, our body is an, an evolutionary body. We have evolved to eat certain foods, do certain things, move in a certain way, sleep certain times. So let's have a look, first of all, night and day. So once upon a time before the electric light bulb, which was around the 1920s, we would sleep when there was no more light available to us. We may have had a hearth, but that wasn't very light. The sun was, you know, really, really strong and light, but we would have had a hearth. So What's a hearth? A hearth, you know, a fire hearth. You know, a fire hearth. Uh, hearth. What? Hearth. 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 Well, anyway, a place where a fire goes. I was going to say, about dead pit? people with a lisp, they that, come in a hearth. That's a hearth. <laughs> oh, you <laughs> dog. <laughs> You're a dog. <laughs> Who are you people? <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me change the terminology just in oh. case other people out there don't know what I'm speaking about. I'm talking about a fireplace. <laughs> a fireplace? We'll go for the fireplace. So let's have a look. They reckon that fire was um, one of the first things that evolved us. You know, it was because we started to cook food with fire that we evolved. And they say about 1.8 million years ago is when we started to do this. So we've always we've been evolved to we have evolved to fire. What we haven't evolved to is the electric light. And definitely what we haven't evolved to is our screens. Yes. And we go to bed, you know, doing Facebook or Twitter or our screens, and it's that full-on light. So when you read T.S. Wiley's book, and it's a very biochemical book, but when you read T.S. Wiley's book, Lights Out, she basically says night and day are so important to our biochemistry. So in the daylight, one receptor is open, you know, for... Um, things like serotonin to go into, then when darkness hits and there's no more light in our eyes, those receptors shoot serotonin out and put melatonin in. Melatonin is our healing and our sleeping hormone. So if we do not have that night and day and we do not get that sleep, we're having less time with melatonin, our healing one, and more time with serotonin. Um, And the same with dopamine and things like that. So Sleep is is so important on our biochemistry. The other thing is that we had seasons. So in summer, our daylight hours were greater and our night hours were less. So we would sleep less in the summer and more in the winter. Because in the winter, our daylight hours were less and our night hours were more. So the fact that we should say you should be sleeping eight hours a day or ten hours a day or, you know, you should be doing this, it's actually a seasonal thing. 
It's actually in the winter you should be hibernating and spending more time sleeping as opposed to in the summer. Live it up. Let's have some fun. You know, we can have a wild party while the light's still going. And we actually feel that. Like in the wintertime we want to snuggle up yeah. with a, you know, mm. dinner and warm clothes and go yeah. to bed, whereas in the summer you couldn't think of anything worse. And so it's what, instinctive. One of the things that I learned was I have a girlfriend who's just obsessed with horses and she liked her horse's hair really short like she really loved it short and she used to put and the reason for that is for um, eventing so you do not want your horse to have a long coat because in the winter the horses put on the long coat which i thought was a temperature thing it's actually not a temperature thing what is it it's a daylight night light or nighttime thing so what she would do is that she would put the lights on in the um, barn where her horses were in the stable to a certain hour so that they believed it was still the summer and their hair wouldn't grow. So their hair wasn't based on, on um, temperature, it was based on light and night. Right. Which makes... Uh, Meanwhile, he's freezing in the barn because it's the middle of winter. No, but he's also got a coat on. They, they do Watch put a right. coat on. Yeah, right. they do the coat as well. So I don't understand that though. I mean, why would a horse's hair grow longer in the, in the night time? No, it's not about the night. It's about that that's the marking of the seasons. Are you sure it's not because it's cold? No, it's not. It's, it's, a, it's based on day and night. Ask any horse person. They will know this. I didn't know this, and I went, well, if it affects a horse that way, then it must affect us in the same way. Look at, look what, at Mrs. Google in, here. She's, she's checking on me. She's checking on me. As in we grow here. No, it's not about here. It's about our biochemistry and our season difference. So is that why my, my legs get hairier in the winter? Well, it could be. Mm, mm, mm. Just checking. Could mm. be. I don't really know that. Mm. Or, or perhaps I shave less because I'm wearing jeans. Maybe that's what Maybe it is. Maybe that's it. Anyway, but I just—that's what really got me thinking, and that's when I read T.S. Wiley's book that I realised the importance of seasons and how much we sleep in the seasons and the importance of night and day. Mm. And we do know that it is the night time um, that affects our vitamin D. So everybody thinks it's the daytime that affects our vitamin D, but it's the lack of sleep. It's the lack of sleep that is the issue, not the lack of light. Because the Mayo Clinic, wow. yeah, the Mayo Clinic has said that you only need ten minutes of daylight every couple of days in order to activate cholesterol to make vitamin D. But if you're not getting the if sleep, you're not getting the sleep, it doesn't matter how much daylight you get or how much sunlight you get. Are you, are you, would you, are you right there, darling? Would yeah, you like a bit of a snooze. <laughs> She's very sleepy. She's today, very sleepy so today. I think it's us talking on sleep. Mm. But <laughs> the thing is, is that if if you want more vitamin D, you have to make sure you sleep. So we have a ritual at home now, and our ritual is once we finish dinner, all bright lights go off, kitchen lights go off. We we have um, dimmers dimmers on our switches, so we we actually dim all of our lights. We turn most of our lights off. We might put candles on. If our television set is a long way from our couch, so it's not really bright in our eyes if we choose to, to watch it. And there's no screens in the bedroom. No screens. And I find if I do take my phone in because I'm pissed off on Facebook for some reason, <laughs> I find if I take that in and, and start to read what's happening on Facebook, I have a hard time getting to sleep. Do you find reading puts you to sleep? Yeah, I'm really, yeah. Television reading is wonderful for me to put me yeah, to sleep. Absolutely yeah. wonderful. Because yeah. that that, that's another thing, that, a tip for me. Like if I'm not sleeping and I, or I've woken, I start reading and within two pages I'm just You're asleep, I'm asleep yeah, again. So I think that's, why is that though? Because I'm reading, I couldn't, I don't know, I haven't tried it on a Kindle. You girls were saying, hey, you need to turn the, the right light down. down. You have to have the light almost on dark. 
But um, why is that? Why would I want to fall asleep with reading? Is it my eyes are tired or is it my brain's doing something different? Or? Well, maybe reading doesn't activate as many senses in your brain as, say, a television set or a screen, which sure. you're always on your computer. So perhaps, you know, that you, you think about the pixels on it and the amount of light that's coming into your eyes. Whereas you read a book and you may have the light just behind you. And T.S. Wiley basically says, don't have the light on top have the light behind you. And so if your light's behind you on the side of you and you're reading... I've got one of those little lights that sit on top of the book. Okay, so it's not above you. It's still behind you because... She basically says the moon, the seasons of the moon, uh, the um, the waning of the moon and the full moon and the half moons and things like that are also important to sleep. And it, it'd, it'd be interesting for somebody to do a log, and they have done this. And you especially, Kim, maybe do a log about the full moon and when you're yeah. awake because in the full moon you have more wakefulness because uh, if we were yeah, a hunter-gatherer, we were out and it was more light and we may have been able to do more. Right, I am. And then when the moon is blocked out because it's, you know, um, on the waning moon, then perhaps, you know, you would sleep more. And we should have our cycles also with the moon because the moon tells us it's 28 days, you know, you're, mm. you're, you know, your products mm. are 28 and you did that for a specific reason. Mm. Well, the moon is 28 days. Our cycle is 28 days. There's so many things based on 28 days mm. and it's all important with the seasons, the moon and the sun and all we are is on time. We look at our watch, we go nine o'clock. Oh, great. I've got two more hours and you might sleep. Till you might, uh, sorry, keep awake till 11, thinking you only need seven hours sleep till six. But you should have more hours sleep before midnight because if you think about it, the sun um, will go down in the winter in this, at six o'clock, sometimes four o'clock. Mm. So you're slowly winding down and you're getting six hours sleep before midnight, whereas us, what we do is we go, I'm going to go to bed at midnight because I only need six hours sleep. And that, they say, is the most important part is when the sun has gone down, the more hours sleep before you get before before it starts to turn around around the planet Mm. so people Mm. don't realize the forces of nature and how we evolved as a result of the forces of nature Mm. we're trying to fake our body into a new form of nature which is lights and screens and um uh, you know and phones and phones and everything and you said the right thing just don't take your screens in into you you know i was a bit worried about my kindle when i got it um, and I did put the light right down, but it doesn't seem to be affecting my sleep. I was I was worried because I, I it does the phone does, but the phone I can't dim. But the phone also the I way that the light is on the phone and the oh. and the iPad. You can dim your phone. Yeah. No, don't tell me that. I don't want to know how. Oh no, but but the because light's it's good for me not to know that. <laughs> the way that the light is positioned on the iPad because I found that the glare was too much for me. So the light on the iPad and the phone is projected straight out at you, yeah. whereas on the Kindle it's projected from the top down. Ah. So the light actually doesn't come out at you; it projects from the top yeah. down on the. Yeah, it does, it, I can on a Kindle. I can be asleep in in two pages, mm. easy, and you know that's two half pages, <laughs> so it's one page. Um, I can start to feel myself um, falling asleep. Honey, there's not a lot that won't make you sleep. No, you're right. Mm. I, I do sleep very well. You're amazing. Yeah, my dad. <laughs> we were at the dinner table at the Postles. You know, we went for dinner at the Postles. She went for breakfast, but we're at the Postles for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> we're at the fossils and my dad has just come back from Europe you know so he's had a huge trip home he's 85 he's had a huge trip home and we're all sitting around the dinner table my dad is erect eyes closed 
fast asleep. Oh, <laughs> At the table. She meant sitting upright, as in you were explaining yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, yes. yeah. Sorry, he, he was... Oh. Um, yeah, upright. Upright, yes. And eyes, and, but was his eyes closed? Eyes completely closed <laughs> and asleep. Bless. I could see it. I could see him just, the little eyes, you know, the eyes were just half masting and then they were gone and, and I would go to everyone, look, 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 you know. So Karen, what do you like without day. sleep? Foul. When we were in Europe, it was interesting actually because when we were in Europe, it doesn't get dark until 11 o'clock at night. So it was it was a case of having to shut the blinds and still... I'm in bed by 8.30 every night. If I'm not in bed by 8.30, there's something seriously wrong. Wow. I turned my phone off at about 5.30, 6 o'clock. I noticed that because whenever I call her yeah. after that, she doesn't she answer. No, oh. I don't. I turn it on silent because mm. mm. I don't want to be... I don't want yeah. to be in work mode. I'm, and I'm doing it as a present for myself because normally Good. I'll be working till 9 o'clock at night. Some nights. But I'm doing mm-hmm. it as a present for myself now that it come 5.30, I turn my phone on silent... I mean, I can leave it on in case, you know, family or emergency or whatever. But, I mean, if somebody's got an emergency, they'll ring Matt. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so I, I turn that off. But I'm in bed by 8.30. Now, there have been occasions where I've stayed out late and gone to bed at 9.30, heaven forbid. Um, and I just don't know how I used to go out when I was a kid and go and play till 3 o'clock in the morning. I just don't know how I did that. Mm. But now... Yeah. And, I, yeah. and that's the thing with our kids... Is that our kids are burning the midnight oil? Oi, and big they're, time! They're and you back sick. it up Thursday, Friday, Saturday, so Sunday, and they're drinking alcohol. Yeah, and they're they're not eating right, and they're getting depressed. They're taking medications. Oh, that's so sad. They their immune system is shot. How many times I've heard a young person say, "I've been diagnosed with chronic fatigue." Mm. What, what do you expect? Mm. You cannot do this to a body. No. I and like I, I'm standing in line the other day um, waiting to vote and I have two young girls in front of me and they made out that it was pretty amazing that they got up this morning and started drinking straight away. Oh. And I felt like saying to them, it's not something to be proud of. In actual fact, you're just making yourself out to be absolute loonheads by telling me you get up in the morning and you drink and you'd been drinking the night before. They're talking about it so loudly that everybody in line can hear about it. And there's this guy they're behind so me. Proud. They're so proud. Oh. And there's this guy behind me who's young, who's egging them on. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know. Oh, it's Saturday. Yeah, why not drink? And I, I felt like going... Why? 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 Just because the day starts with an S, why? Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. I... So our, our whole culture is based on, you know, let's not sleep, sleep when you're dead. And, and I, you know, when my daughter rings me and tells me that she's not feeling great, I say to her, darling, what's the last couple of days been like? Have you been studying hard, working hard, going out at night, drinking? Have you been doing these things? Because if you are, Mm -hmm. then don't take a drug or a medication, not that she would, Mm -hmm. but her peers would. And so with her being with her peers and not me, she thinks that maybe it's something that I haven't told her about. Right. You know, that I've been um, holding out (laughs) out on her. (laughs) So I'll say to her, well, what's your last four days been like? And she'll say, oh, yeah, mum, I've worked double shifts and, you know, I've got exams and, yes, I did go out on Thursday night and I did drink <laughs> you know mm-hmm. yeah, well, it was your bloody fault <laughs> it's your responsibility get some sleep you know change say say to you you know work people that you, you can't you know she can't do double shifts that's not fair mm-hmm. and people need to realize this and I understand people do shift works and T.S. Wiley basically says 
get another job. Yeah, shift work is. She says tough. it's one of the worst things for your body, and you mm. can never recover. She says that I'd like to be able to tell you there's melatonin or something you can take, but you can never recover. Mm. So if we were going to wrap this up as to what's important for sleep number one is lifestyle hang out with karen yeah <laughs> she put you to sleep in a minute wouldn't she? <laughs> as a matter of fact i could <laughs> <laughs> there's this there's, 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 there's my meditation voice yeah. Yes, oh, and oh, your yes. meditations are oh, beautiful, yeah. by the way. Yeah, That's yeah. another good tip. Oh. I love your meditations. Mm-hmm. I think, especially for people like me that are quite high need, <laughs> um, but highly strung is probably how I'd explain, mm. you know, describe myself at times. Because, and it's not that I'm anxious, nervous, worried. No, no. I'm just, I love life and mm. I love doing my thing as practice. But then chuck me on a Fijian island, put me there with a little cabana thing and, and under a thing and with a book and I am the most relaxed person in the world so I just need to remind myself and maybe those of you that don't sleep well is that we need to create those for ourselves regularly you do you've got to and let's also say like even just turning my phone off you've got to give yourself that present and you've got to res, you've got to resolve to give yourself a gift and for you then obviously the gift is for sleep Mm. So create rules you know? around this. Yeah, yeah. create I, rules around I your really bedtime really with your children as well. So with, you know, there were rules that my mum taught me. You know, like I said in the beginning, she taught me these rules, and I stuck with those rules. And the same with our own sleep, we must stick with these rules. You know, don't drink caffeine if if that keeps you awake. Don't drink it after midday or even nine o'clock in the morning if that's what causes a problem. Don't drink alcohol if it causes a problem. Look at the foods that you're eating. Figure out the foods that stimulate you. Like I figured out um, kabusha gets me every time. You know, I've just got to be careful of that. So it's about creating rules. Use instant calm. Do a body boost. Whatever works, try and find a systemized way. Turn your lights down. Don't have screens magnesium in your bedroom. Oil. Do the magnesium. A homeopathic melatonin yeah. is brilliant. That's what. So there's ways to do this. It's a matter of you creating the habits and the rules that you have to put into place in order to create that, you know, for It's like you. anything though, isn't it? If there's an issue or a problem, you do something. Got to in the work you've got to you've got to do, do something you've got to be yeah. a work in progress because mm. you think about our society it's all highly driven information driven i mean we've never had information at our fingertips oh, so quickly no. and easily we've got we're, we're, drugs we can give you to pop a pill if you're not sleeping take valium Absolutely. if you don't wake up take something else we're doing more expecting more you know i i we, yeah, I mean, we. I, I wrote a poem about this. I must try and pull it up. It was like we eat too much, we drink too much, we do too much and cry, and then eventually, you know, at the end of the day, we're all going to reach the end of our days anyway. Mm. But I think we're in a society that is so far removed from what is innately protecting the soul, innately protecting the body, that I think that the individual, as you've always said, Cindy, you know, the, the, the individual has got to do what makes or what's right for Them. for their own yeah. Yeah, sense of existence, not just survival, existence. And exist well. Yeah, thrival. Thrive. thrive. Yeah, thrival. Thrival, thrival not survival, thrival. I, I, love, I, just, I just had to bring this up. Pam, who we, we talked about with addiction <laughs> yeah. last, year, last week, um, I love the way that she says, I love being an author. I can make up words. Absolutely. And I thought of you. Absolutely. I, I just thought... You're a speaker and you make up more words than anybody else that I know. Correct. So this is thrival now? Thrival. Thrival. Is that a new word for the day? Correctnessity. Thrival. Let's go and with it that. is about thriving. 
Mm. It is about thrival and thriving and yeah. all of that stuff. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, it is. It is about that. I, why live? Um, oh my gosh! <laughs> Did you hear where those girls are going? Oh, anyway, no. it, is, it is about. It is about thriving in this on this mm. on this not just surviving i don't want to just survive well i'd like to suggest that yes. all three of us have some amazing products to support those of you that don't sleep well i know when i'm taking my super green food that makes in fact i have started testing it if i take a drink of that at night now i don't know if this is the right thing to do mm-hmm. or not but if i haven't been sleeping well i'll not only take it in the morning i'll take it at night as well and my probiotics because often it's food related for me as well so i reckon your beautiful products are an amazing adjunct to keep yourself well and healthy mm. your meditations she's, just are talking, some she's of the pointing best. at karen right oh yeah you can't <laughs> they see can't see the point well, the point is happening my friends <laughs> Um, your meditations, Karen, your voice is the most soothing, most... It's better than Eckhart Tolle in the sense that you actually get something from it. But I love your meditations. And I'd rather listen to your meditation than Eckhart Tolle, to be fair. I, I, I love Eckhart Tolle's work, but I'd much rather listen to a meditation of yours. Um, That's and, very sweet. And mm. Dr. Michelle Nielsen's meditations. Mm. My favourite one for her at the moment is the walk along the beach. And I just... some Probably because I live by the beach, I can hear the ocean rolling and things like that. And then for me personally, the Instant Calm, that's got orange and mandarin, which are both sedative oils, frankincense, which is a very, which is an oil for fears and nervousness. Neroli's in there as well, which is the rescue remedy of the essential oils. So often sleep deprivation is anxious or anxiety related. And of course, lavender is, and Roman chamomile. So a very soothing, calming combination of oils. And I have to say to you, that is our number one seller. Number one seller is Instant Calm. Oh, really? And the amount of people that email me with sleep complaints, mm-hmm. I think it's a bigger problem than we're actually alluding to. I think it's up there with addictions, but I think sleep deprivation is has a lot to play with then for how we manage our emotions, therefore how we choose our, make our food choices, whether or not we exercise because we're too tired. Mm-hmm. You know, sleep. Do and I'm saying this for myself. This is advice to Kim Morris. <laughs> <laughs> Note so, to self. Note to self. Mm, I think that's it good. Is. I've had a really big aha, and I really, yeah. really appreciate both of your input because I don't value sleep. I kind of figured I'll do that when I die, but I actually I talk about it and I'll tell all you what to do with it. But I need a note to say. A Actually, work in progress. And you know what? I, I don't think you sleep when you die. I don't think you've got that physical body. So just so you know that you may not get to sleep when you die. <laughs> True. In fact, the soul people will probably come along and now listen here, soul, you didn't get it. So you're actually going to do some work while you're in a soul place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so we hope that you've enjoyed our podcast this week on sleep. I'm off for a little nap. I don't know about the rest of you guys. <laughs> I don't, know if you can, I don't know if you can hear it in my voice, but I've, um, yes, <laughs> Cindy's trying to wake herself up right now. <laughs> no, Kimmy and I are going for a run while yeah. you sleep. You're going for a run? Good, I go do that. <laughs> She's not even going to join us. And I'll dream about you sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> so join us on our Facebook page and post your comments at allthews.facebook.com forward slash up for a chat. Or you can also post your comments on the bottom of the podcast on thewellnesscouch.com forward slash up for a chat. Join us here next week on Up For A Chat and be part of the ripple effect that's changing the world. We'll see you on the ride. Hi, Brett Hill from That Paleo Show and The Wellness Guys here. Well, the Facebook buzz after the Wellness Summit has just been unbelievable. Deborah said the summit was inspiring and empowering. 
Jen Fellows said she learnt so much amazing information that she thought her brain was going to explode. Well, hold on to your hat, because if you miss the summit, guess what? We recorded the entire lot so that you can have the summit in your living room forever. So to order the Wellness Summit 10 DVD home study program for just 197 bucks, simply go to www.thewellnesscouch.com and click on shop. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter, The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst The Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of The Wellness Couch podcasts.